Welcome back to Coffee with Kaylee. In this episode, I pick back up with one of my very best friends, Cami Avers. If you missed our first episode, head back and listen in. I just want to give a quick warning that this episode does discuss fertility loss. And if that's something that's tough for you to listen to, I encourage you to have someone either vet this episode or just come back again next week. Before we dive into the second part of my episode with Cami, I want to talk about our sponsor, Simplified. Simplified was founded by Emily Lay, a busy, overwhelmed mom who is simply looking for a tool to help keep it all together. Aren't we all? In a digital world where she was trying to do it all, dings and buzzes were constantly controlling her attention each and every day. So she made a decision to do life differently. Simplified's mission is to inspire and equip women with the tools they need to simplify their lives. Their cornerstone product, the Simplified Planner, has changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of women around the world with its minimal and meaningful pages. I got my first one a few Christmases ago, and I have never looked back. There are no extra boxes to check or pages to fill out, so each day truly feels like a fresh start. Simplified believes that mess is better on paper than in your head, which is so true. The Simplified Planner is the perfect place to get everything out of your head and onto paper so you can spend more time thinking about the things that really matter. If you're not a paper planner person, Simplified has tons of other beautiful products that will help you simplify your life, such as notepads, baby books, art prints, journals, and more. To see everything Simplified has to offer and start living a simplified life today, head to emilylay.com and use my code Kaylee15 for 15% off your purchase at Simplified. Again, that's emilylay.com, spelled E-M-I-L-Y-L-E-Y.com and use my code Kaylee15. Now to the show. I think there's something about, you know, we can sit on this podcast and share, like we've been friends for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. Like we've both been married for almost, I guess almost nine years now. Yeah. Yeah. We're eight and some change. Yeah. Um, And we can look back and tell these stories, but like, you know, it's not like, oh, it was a short breakup. It was a, but in the moment when you're living it, it feels like every, it feels like forever, you know, and you don't know yet how the story is going to end. And you said earlier about being 30. I said this the other day to somebody. I was like, I think one of the best things about being in your 30s is you have enough history with the Lord and with yourself Mm. to like, to know your own tendencies, but also to know his. So it's like, it's yeah, easier so to rely true. on his faithfulness because I've seen him be faithful. Yes, and, over I, and, and I'm over. just, and it's not a, oh wow, I'm like holier than thou. No, it's like I just have enough time that I've known him long enough now to say like, oh God, like you showed up here, you showed up mm-hmm. here, you did this. Like it's like trust fall after trust fall. You're like, yes, he's always caught me. So like at this point, at this point, I know too much to know he's not going to let me down. Yeah, and I know too much to know that it's real yeah well and and you said earlier like about us being like the positive friends like the i think i think kind of what it is too is like just having that faith that we both know each other's stories too so like i'm gonna remind you of what he did before because i've I've walked with you closely enough to say hey like i know this is hard and like yes get those tears out and i always like my pastor said this once and i've stuck with it but like in the bible it talks about a day of trouble so giving yourself those 24 hours Mm. and letting yourself be upset for those 24 hours and then the next day when his mercies are new picking yourself up and being like okay i'm gonna remember and that's that's like when you remind your friends you're like okay like i've seen this for your own story you know and like i'm gonna stand in that and and that's like what i love when we reference the aaron and moses thing too is which will we're about to go there we're about to go on the deep dive we're We're going on the deep dive okay i mean this has all been the truth obviously but we're about to go to the deep stuff but (laughs) in our hardest times, we've both been the Aaron 
So if you are not familiar with the Bible, it talks about everyone knows the story of Moses and the Red Sea splitting. Um, Aaron was his, what would you say? His, I guess his best friend, right? He, yeah. His, well, they were late. He was, Aaron was like his brother-in-law. I yeah, think. you're right. I think we're not Bible scholars, guys. I don't know. <laughs> this is a great moment for you to grab out your Bible. Uh, look it up for yourself. Just turn to Exodus. Chapter <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three. Chapter who knows? Chapter who knows? Um, anyway, so Aaron and Moses were basically tag teaming yeah. the exile of the Israelites. And they, when his arms were tired, when he was holding his rod. Moses. Up, yes, Moses. When he was holding his rod that was separating the Red Sea or the Reed Sea, depends on who oh, you are. Oh, getting fancy. Getting fancy on him. Um, when his arms got heavy and tired, Aaron would hold his arms up. And there's been a lot of times we've done that. But in that, there's historians believe that on someone's staff, they would write their testimonies. Oh, I didn't know so that. So similar to like they would build a little monument out of rocks where God would do a miracle, yeah. right? So they would always remember. They would write on their staff what God had done. And so when Moses held his staff, it was like, you have done this before and you will do it again. I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that That's cool? That's amazing. It's not like actually in the Bible, but historians right. believe this that's what was they like a tradition back in the day. And Which is so cool because that's I without realizing it, that's what I just said to you was yes, like, that's being I said like remember this, remember yes. that. Wow. Well, and, and they would hold it up and be like, I, you have done this, this, and that. I'm standing in an impossible situation. My back is literally against the sea. And there is an army like plunging towards me. I know you're going to make a way. That's so And good. so when his arms got tired in the battle, Aaron would hold his arms up so he couldn't drop the staff. Because every time his staff was raised, they were winning in battle. Right. And every time it fell, they were losing. And so for us personally, as friends, 2019 was like one of the hardest years of our lives. Yes. And it started with you, that yeah. you- Kicked it off real strong in 2019. You know, I started 2019, it was January 7th, so a day after Kaylee's birthday, I lost our first child at a miscarriage. And, you know, you never go into pregnancy, whether it's your probably first or fifth kid or whatever, yeah. thinking that's going to be a part of your story. And for someone like me who is super positive and like a big dreamer and filled with faith, mm -hmm. like I think we've talked about this before, but like when you see those two pink lines, like you're, I'm picturing graduation for this kid. Yeah. Like it's like we're, you know, we've been married for a long time at this point and at least a long time in my mind. And I'm like, this is the next chapter of our story. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling you um, the morning that I I had, I, I don't remember if I had fully lost the baby yet or if I was like- You knew something knew was something wrong. Knew something was wrong. Um, and again, like those moments where you just call your best friend and you're just crying. I don't think I even said anything. I think you like yeah. were like, what's wrong? Heard me talk and then- you were like, and I, I said, we were in Mexico for my 30th birthday and I was like, Russ, something's not right. Something's not right. And I remember going to the beach and walking and praying and walking and praying like on the beach, praying for this baby. And I was like, life and life abundant, mm -hmm. life and life abundant. And, you know, that's always my prayer when I'm like afraid of something like that. And, and then sure enough, you were text all of us or let us all know. And, yeah. um, I was like, Russ, we're leaving Mexico. And, and so you texted me, we're coming, mm -hmm. period. Oh, I'm like going to cry. <laughs> it was, cry. I mean. Crying's welcome on yes, this podcast. It was just one of those moments where 
like you know as somebody who is can be that person for other people like I have a very pastoral heart that's something I know that God's given me and like I'm I feel like I would do that but it's like so beautiful to have a friend that like does that and doesn't ask permission like to not you didn't say like can we come or like you know well I also knew we were close enough because yeah, there's some people exactly. that you shouldn't show up at their <laughs> so door true. for the record. Ca- caveat. <laughs> Don't just do that to anybody. Yeah. But you but you know me enough to know. Like, that, like I give you a kidney, you do the same so yes, I can be I'm on coming. your doorstep. Yeah. So I'm coming. And, you know, next thing I know, you're at my front door. And it was like I think I think I opened the door and like walked back into like my room and we just sat on my bed and like I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Me, you, and Russell. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think Stephen was at work and then came home and joined the sad party. Um, but it's like that was those moments of this is like the real, this is real. This is why God gives you community. It's yeah. why you're not supposed to do it alone. It's why the word says like two are better than one. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think one of the fears why people wait sometimes to tell people if they're pregnant is like, well, what if you lose the baby? Um, and I totally get that because it, yeah. it's valid, right? Like, but I think my thought on it was like, I'm only going to tell people that if we were to lose the baby, like I would want mm-hmm. to be in that process too. And I yeah. think because I let you in on the celebration when I had the loss, it was like you guys were crying with us because yeah. you had also been so excited yeah. for us. Yeah. And, you know, every life is a miracle. Like, I mean, truly, I mean, Stephen always talks about this being a doctor. It's like the odds of getting pregnant and like how God does it. It's so like, I love being married to him as a doctor for like moments like this because he has such a cool like scientific perspective yeah. of the whole thing of explaining like how crazy it is like what how how much detail goes into god just like yeah. breathing life but i always say with my with the miscarriage i think the miracle of that life was the miracle in me and i like love that you got to see this because i know myself and i'm a person that being a big dreamer being someone that like gets really excited about things really quickly the probably the biggest way the enemies come against me in my life is disappointment. Mm. So like I'll get pumped about something and then if it if it doesn't go the way that I thought, I'm like questioning, but like God, I, I thought this is what you said. Yeah. Or like this would like this seems this seems like the right thing. Like this is a good thing, you know. Like I like it, perfect example. I said earlier planning the church. It's like this seems like a great yes. thing, you yeah. know. Or becoming a mom. Like this is a good thing. Why would this not happen? Like, and I think the disappointment for me can then turn into comparison. Because then I'm looking to my left or to my right and I'm right. thinking, well, like, why me? Why did this happen to me? Like, this is not. But God, I've been faithful. Yes, but God, but God I... like, you know, yeah. I thought you said this was the time to try. I thought that you said this, like questioning. And the thing was, by the time that we had the miscarriage, again, enough history with myself, enough history with the Lord. I remember getting the confirmation that, yes, it, we had lost the baby and I truly felt like it was a moment of like one of those crossroads. Like I felt like it was an invitation from the Lord to be like, what, how are you going to, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Because I, I knew myself enough to know that any other time I'd reached that point where something did not go the way that I expected, where it felt like I'd lost whatever. My first instinct was frustration, disappointment, that downward spiral and then maybe like a week later, I'd like go to church and like they'd play the yeah. right song or like the sermon would be like the right thing. And I'd be like, OK, God, I, see I give you. it out to you. Yeah. You know, but like I 
in my heart of hearts, like I preach about this, I sing about this, like I want to be the person that my first response is like, God, I trust you. Like you are faithful. I trust you. This is horrible. This sucks. Like this Mm. is painful. But like I want to lean into you in this disappointment. I want to like invite you in. And I think in the past I had always like stiffed armed God. I'd been Mm. like, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. So I'm, I'm going to push away. And in doing that, I'm like, I'm isolating myself from the very thing that I need, which is life. And that's him. Like I need life. I need love. And like he embodies that. And Mm. so the miracle for me in that moment was one, you guys, like I saw the gift of friendship and community in a way I've never, and not just y'all. I mean, so many friends coming around us, like our next door neighbor, who's what at the time was, is one of our best friends who at the time was our next door neighbor. I remember sitting in our, we had just like had the miscarriage and I'm in our house and Stephen and walked outside to tell him the news and I he comes Stephen comes back in and I hear him because we had really thin walls really small apartment bawling this like grown man who loves us as a best friend bawling his eyes out next door and like those tears felt so holy to mm. me because he didn't know we could hear him he wasn't doing it to like wow. show and like it's the same with you guys showing up like you weren't showing up because you wanted to be like look how good of friends we are like you literally left your birthday trip from Mexico because that's what love does. You were like, mm. I'm, you couldn't even enjoy your trip no. because you're like, this is my I was best like, I friend. I cannot sip a Coco Loco on this beach <laughs> if my friend is not okay. I truly, like, right? yeah, I can't even right? fathom. So yeah. the miracle was seeing like the body of Christ be the body of Christ. Yeah. And then the second thing was like my, not to get too graphic, but like my miscarriage, we actually like physically, like I lost the baby in our house. And so it was like, you know, in a moment, and right after I, like, I don't even remember, nothing was even said. I feel like Steven just turned on worship music and we both just like laid on the floor, like bawling and worshiping for like hours and crying. And I can tell you right now, I've never encountered the presence of God like that. Like, I mean, his word says yeah. like God is near to the brokenhearted. And like, it was one of those moments where this sounds so crazy to say, but like, truly it was the hardest thing but i wouldn't even change it because i i knew i it's like i saw a different face of god like Mm. it was like i've known you as i've known you as father i've known you as friend i've known you as i've never known you as comforter like this like i've never felt that wow so now it's like almost crazy because when i hear people like who have gone through extreme loss or extreme trauma or like you know we have some friends who have like lost multiple children like multiple miscarriages and like when i hear those stories I grieve for them, but there's also this weird part of me that's like jealous for the encounter that they've yeah. had. Does that make sense? It's yeah, like, you see the face of God different. Yes. Like yeah. I'm like, and I, I remember texting this to a friend who's had multiple losses. I'm like, you know, a part of God that I don't ever, let's be honest, I don't want to know, mm-hmm. but like there's a power in the encounter that you've encountered. Yeah. Like there is a holiness to what you've seen because I've like he, it's like I give him that faith of a mustard seed of I'm going to turn on that worship song instead of go to anger and he flooded our apartment like he rushed in mm. and it's like a love of like like you've never known and and the the miracle for me was i'm no longer who i was like i've i've i i was caught off guard by my own response not in like a wow look at me but like a god i know you enough now and i love you enough that like i'm not gonna do that again like i'm not yeah. gonna go there again you yeah, know I'm, yeah. there, it's like there's no going back and it's like the whole thing was so hard, but so holy, mm-hmm. you know? And I know, like, I mean, I don't know if you want to share your yeah. story, but like, I, it's just, 
being a mom or the journey to being a mom is no joke. It's no joke. <laughs> it's no and, joke. And what I love about it is like, we've talked about this before too, is there's no, there's nothing that we encounter that God hasn't encountered. Like so good. you losing your child, he lost his. Wow. And not even just lost, like watched, Gave watched up. him be murdered. Like there is no pain we've experienced. Like he's been betrayed. He's been whipped. He's been abused. He's been, he's lost wow. a father. Like there's no reference to Joseph later in his life. It's just Mary at the cross. Wow. And so like he, he lost a parent. He, he was, his family was mad at him. And they're like, tell him to come out and talk to us. Yeah. yeah. He like was, was betrayed to the point of death. Like there's nothing we go through that he hasn't been through. And I think when you can understand the humanity of God and the beauty of him becoming a human to feel how we feel is one of the most beautiful things. It's unlike any other religion out there. Like, Oh, and it becomes no longer religious because it is that relationship of like, Oh, I don't have to come before you perfect because you like when I come before you and say, I feel this, he says me too. Yeah. Like, and that's a that talk about God yeah. knowing calling you friend. It's like that is the gift of friendship is I can call you yeah. and say, Hey, Kaylee, I'm gonna be real. I'm feeling this, and you can say, Me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And that that is our story. Is I I hadn't told y'all that I was pregnant, and I started to not feel all right. And by the time we called y'all, I I think I was six or seven weeks maybe, um, and. W- none of y'all had gotten to like rejoice with us. No one really knew yet. And, and so Russ was like, Hey, by the way, and that that's why I stand by what you said of those who you would tell if you lost the baby, you should tell in the first place. Mm-hmm. Cause we hadn't yet. And, and so it was early for us and it's technically called a, a chemical pregnancy, but it's a really early miscarriage. And, um, that was, it was a couple months before we got pregnant with Remington. And the the interesting part of it is, I think I've told you this, but you sent me, obviously I called y'all and I was sobbing and not okay. And, and, w- and what's interesting about it is that was the week, um, every little thing went number one. Yeah. It was the day. This, yeah. It was on a Saturday. The day. And then on Sunday, I believe is like when things hit number one. And so everyone was like, congratulations. And we were like the most broken we'd ever been. Wow. And, and it's just you know, behind the curtain is like, everyone's life can look a certain way. And we didn't post it. No one ever, you're maybe finding out for the first time right now, a year and something later. Um, but it doesn't matter what someone's life looks like on the internet. Like you don't really know what everyone's yeah. going through something. I don't care if you know their name or if you don't, like everyone's going through something. And that was an incredibly painful time for us. And because you're right, when you see two pink lines, yes, I'm, it's, a chemical pregnancy is less painful physically than a later miscarriage because it's not quite the same thing. But emotionally, when you see two big lines, you see the baby. Oh, for sure. Especially yeah. someone like with your personality. It's yeah, like, I'm like, oh, I'm you're, like, you're here's my baby. Here he is. Yeah. And I'd had all these dreams about having a baby and everyone had these confirmations about me having a baby. And I was like, here it is. We'd been trying seven months. I was like, of course, at seven months we got pregnant. Of course. Wow. It's like the Lord's timing. and And it wasn't you know, and, um, but you sent me a gift card for Starbucks. 
surprising. I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Go figure. Makes you sense. You sent one and you wrote this whole note about like how I was going to be a mom and and I don't know, it was just kind of picking me up out of a hard time and I never got it. And I, it was a month later when we were trying again, which I didn't know, <laughs> full dis- disclaimer, after you've had a chemical pregnancy, a miscarriage, anything, you're supposed to like let a month before you try again. Didn't know. We missed the memo. So when I didn't get pregnant the next month, I was super discouraged again. And um, I hadn't, that hadn't happened yet. And I went and I got the mail and I was like, oh, there's a letter to the side of the piano over here I never saw. And I forgot I, about this. And right. I grabbed it and I grabbed it and I opened it. And it was you telling me, you're like, I know you're going to be a mom and I know it's in like God's timing. And I know this whole thing, I probably have it saved. And in that moment, TMI, like I got my period, like literally as I was reading the note and I knew it. And I was like, I think I just, and I was so sad. And I was like, God's timing, even in that moment, like a, 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 like a letter that had fallen to the side that I got the minute I needed it. And that was the last one I got before Remington was conceived. Oh, which that was even crazy because. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cammy was the, um, so that is all of our sad stuff. We're just going to leave that there. But truly, like, I just pray for you to find a friend like I've found with this person Same. looking across from me. Like, pray for someone. If you don't have someone who can hold your arms up in battle, because when we were trying, it wasn't that long. It was nine months. and But it felt like forever after we'd waited seven years to even start trying that that felt like the waiting that I was like, so sure. I was like, well, God's asked us oh, yeah. to wait this whole time. So like, it's going to happen fast. And when it didn't, I was so discouraged. And you were the one holding my arms up at battle. when I was like, I'm too tired to keep praying for myself. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I will believe for you. I'm going to pray for you. And you don't have to carry this. Like, I will help you carry this. And like, truly, that's when our friendship really became what it is. Yeah. And then the fact that we got... Pr- pregnant three months apart so with and went little, through, little boys oh my gosh went through just all the same stuff yeah you know and well and it's again i think it's the lack of competition it's like yeah. to be able to like and i think to have a friend like that you have to be that you have yeah. to put yourself out there to do that but you have to choose to like not compare because yeah i mean like like it's one of those things where like, I mean, I guess I could look at your life and be like, she gets to do all these cool things. Like, well, but it's like, I've just never, I'm so excited for you and vice versa. Like I have things in my my life, you know, when like, I just get to be not on tour bus sometimes and like have more, (laughs) you know, I'm sure there's moments in both, but it's because we've let each other in on the good, the bad and the ugly that we get to see that. And then that's when you can really go to battle for that person. You know know what I just remembered too, is before you got pregnant the second time with Olsen and Literally, I had a dream. Do you remember this? Yes. I because you called say. me and you were like, I have something. to." I was in an Uber. And you're like, tell me when you leave the Uber. I was like, why is she being so weird? <laughs> and it's because you were pregnant. Yes. And and you told me and you were nervous because at that point, we'd been trying for probably six months or something. Yes. And you got pregnant right away. Because, yeah, I had. So after I had the miscarriage, I really felt from the Lord to wait yeah. until I felt really because I was like, Again, knowing myself and my process in the past, I had kind of glossed over the hard things being that seven to like rush to the next exciting thing. And so I kind of felt because that 
like was so different for me how I responded I was like I actually want to walk this grieving process all the way through not that it's ever going to stop like I still have moments where it takes my breath away that we had a miscarriage you know but yeah I more just wanted to like not rush and mm-hmm. so I was like God you you tell me when to try and I and I'll, I'll wait and I actually have a podcast yes. plug it's called basically yeah, basic. basically basic uh but I again kind of being a more private person I was like I don't know if I'm ever going to share about the miscarriage I don't know what that'll look like and I felt an invitation from God to share about our miscarriage and the day that I released that episode um was with the day that I felt God say you should try it's time and TMI I also think that's the day we conceived (laughs) our son so God is faithful yeah um but yeah I I knew at that point y'all had been trying for a while and I I know you so I knew you were going to celebrate but I also again knew it was gonna hurt yeah i'm like i you're a human and like i didn't want to call and be like you know guess what and again it's like one of those weird things because you just never know people's timing Mm -hmm. and it's like you knew you hadn't been trying and then we were and then Mm -hmm. it happened but yeah so i call you and you're like of course the best friend ever and i was like listen god already gave me a dream about this thank you lord for dreams you still speak i know i know yeah i i like a month before that had had a dream that you told me you were pregnant and in my dream i was like man, we're still trying, but that's okay. And so when you so told good. me, I was like, yeah, I knew this was, gonna, I knew you were going to get pregnant before I got pregnant. So it's like, so fine. I mean, it would have been fine if I didn't have the dream, but I felt like, which then was so cool for me when you even said that heads up. Cause yeah. then I was like, okay, like that even gives me more faith and confidence that like this, yeah. I can celebrate this. This is exciting. Yes, He's already spoken times. on it. So then when <laughs> I find out I'm pregnant, January 1st, 2020, I get a phone call from Cameron, literally 15 minutes later. I love how I'm calling you Cameron. I don't call you Cameron in it's real okay. life. It's okay. I'm kind of here for it. When, it feels it's very like sophisticated. It's your third person. Like, I'll be like, Cameron. Yeah. I mean, I feel like only my, like, like Stephen will call me Cameron sometimes. Yeah. You do. Like, certain people. When I refer to you personally, I say Cammy, but. Cammy, Cameron. Uh, you're in the third person because we're talking to our friends yeah, here. here. Cameron um, calls me 15 minutes later. And was like, oh, I had a dream last night. You were pregnant. I was like, surprise, because I am. And fifteen were, minutes ago, yeah, took a test. I just found out. And you were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I'm kind of wait, what too? I mean, and then Russ starts screaming, of yeah. course, on speakerphone. <laughs> but like, I was, so, it was so crazy. I was like, I had a dream last night. You're, pre- I feel kind of bad. I feel like I ruined like the, no, the surprise. No. But again, it's like how good is God? Yeah. Like that that. Um, and I even want to, this is like a random side note, but I just feel to share this, but like, I, we're talking about like God speaking in dreams and like speaking yeah. and all this stuff. Like I did not grow up like no. thinking that this was like normal. Like, so First I just saw one of my favorite things is you didn't grow up a Christian. Yeah. Which so I love that. And I, I tend to gravitate towards like pastors who are from Australia or like first oh, generation. We love you. We love you. First generation believers yeah. because there's growing up because we Russ and I both did grow up in the church. There's so much like doctrine and tradition that is not actually biblically founded. And so I really enjoy people who see everything with fresh eyes. And that that's you to me. Like Thanks, you're Kels. like you led your whole family to the Lord when you were in middle school. Well, the Jesus. But yeah, I I mean, I grew up I, I say I didn't grow up a Christian. I grew up celebrating Christmas and Easter. So yeah. in my mind, and I grew up in Detroit, so all my friends were Jewish actually, which now is so cool to me because I've been like really captivated lately with like the Jewish holidays and like the fact that like Jesus was Jewish and I like growing up with all these neighbors and friends who were Jewish I was so like I had this really cool like front row seat to like watching the fact that like these are traditions that he celebrated but I didn't know I like I I celebrated Christmas celebrated Easter 
I think I thought all my friends did too. And then I realized <laughs> one year they were like, we don't have a Christmas tree. And I was like, what? Like, and they're like, yeah, we don't celebrate Christmas. I'm like, okay. So faith for me was traditional. That's what you were saying. It was, yeah. it was the fact that we celebrated Christmas. We celebrate Easter. I think I knew the Lord's prayer. Um, grew up in an amazing home, loving home, but like the personal relationship with Jesus was not something that I knew was a thing. Yeah. Um, then, you know, you make the big trek to the South and Bible Belt, <laughs> Dallas girl. And I like, I remember people being like, what church do you go to? And I'm like, that's a weird question to ask someone that you're just meeting. And we don't like, I don't, we don't really go to church. Like, I don't know. Hmm. And then got invited to a church camp going into eighth grade. All honesty, I went because it was like eighth graders going into high school and I had a big thing for older boys. And I'm like, <laughs> this is a beach trip with older boys. Like, I'm here for this. And the first, I had to buy a Bible for the trip. I remember that being like, mm. this is on the packing list. So I guess I need a Bible. And they, every morning at this camp, they would have us sit at the beach and read our Bible. And I remember the first day thinking like, what kind of camp is this? Like, this is going <laughs> to be horrible. Um, and I just kind of would like play in the sand and not really pay attention. But at night they had worship. And I, at that point was already like into music, love music, love singing and I knew enough about being at concerts and things that like, I know how you feel at a normal concert. And I remember going to worship and being like, why do I feel like hmm. so different? Like, I feel like I wanted to cry. I felt like overly emotional. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Now I know it was the Holy Spirit. It was the presence of God. Um, but by the end of the week, like I just, God had just been knocking my heart all week. And at the end he was like, the, the pastor said like, does anyone want to give their life to Jesus and be baptized the next day in the ocean? And before I know it, I'm like bawling and like walking up there and um, got baptized. And for me, it really was like a mo like, I think everyone's journey is different, but it was like a, definitely a moment. Like I, I came back and told my parents, I want to start going to church. Like I like had just met Jesus and I was like on fire. I mean, I just was like, I met, God, like he, he, did you know that he talks to us? Did you know that he loves us? Did you know that? Like he wants, like I, when I pray, he listens. Like I just was undone. And you know, since I have the best parents ever, like I started going to church and probably looking back, I'm like now being a parent, I'm like, they probably started going to church because they're like, we don't need her in a cult or something weird. Like I'm just going to protect her, you know? Um, but I started going to church. So they start going to church. And then because I sang, I got plugged in pretty quickly because they were like, oh, like you can sing at youth group. And um, God totally used that. And then through that, I, he was already like, you know, I think working on my parents' hearts. Like they were like, there has to be more than just mm -hmm. Christmas and Easter and like that. Um, and they fell in love with the Lord. And then my little sisters are so much younger than me that they like really don't remember a time when we weren't you know, really. And so looking back, it's really cool because my parents, like we kind of like all were discovering Jesus together. Like it was, we'd have like so conversations unique, at yeah. the dinner table, like, like what we were learning and asking questions. And I just like, I, what you were saying about fresh, fresh perspective, I guess, like, I think in my opinion, it was like, well, if the Bible says, like, I didn't have any preconceived ideas, you know, yeah, right. it wasn't like, well, this is what I heard in my Sunday school class, or this is like a song I used to sing. It's like, I literally had to take it like verbatim because I had no preconceived notion so it's yeah. like if it's in his word then like it has to be true because that's the only thing i can go by you know and so then same thing with like encountering holy spirit later on like there's just like i'm th it's hard because i'm like i now obviously i'm going to raise our children in the church and so yeah. i'm like i almost wrestle with that sometimes because i'm like i don't want to mess it up
Taking a quick break from our conversation to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Crew. You guys know how much I love having my coffee and reading my Bible. There are tons of verses that I've buried deep in my heart that have gotten me and my friends through a lot. But what if you can't get a Bible? Imagine you don't have Amazon Prime to help you order with next day shipping. Or can you imagine not being able to afford one, let alone not being allowed to have one? Sometimes we forget there are so many people around the world who don't have access to the Bible. That is why I'm thrilled to be partnering with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. All around the world, people are receiving Bibles from Crew in their own native languages and learning all about the hope that Jesus has to offer. Crew needs our help in their mission to help share the good news of the gospel around the world. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. Once you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. Simply text COFFEE to 71326 to help today. Imagine how much this gift could change a person's life. So text COFFEE to 71326. That's C-O-F-F-E-E to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash coffee with Kaylee. Okay, this is a great question that I get asked all the time and I really want to know your answer to it and I'll answer it too. But I get asked so often, how do I even start? Like I want to I want to read the Bible and I don't understand like where do I even begin? What is your advice to someone who's like I want to start. I want to learn about God and I want to have this relationship you guys talk about. It can be very overwhelming and when you feel like that, we want right. to affirm you that you are not alone in feeling like that. It is really overwhelming. Um, fortunately our, our stories are different, but I grew up in it. So I never was, I never looked at it as something that was insurmountable or something I kind of always knew. And I had my own experience of not believing it and all of that, which I'll get to at some point. And, but I fortunately grew up very familiar with the word of God. Right. And so what would you say to someone starting fresh, starting clean, looking at the Bible and being like, I am so confused. Well, first of all, great question like the fact that you're asking that question how beautiful is that like because i think about again if we're talking about how it's a relationship it's different than just tradition or religion like if we're calling god the father now as a mom i'm like if my son came up to me and said mom how do i get to know you better first of all i'm like you're the cutest son of all time that question (laughs) just made me like write that on a mother's day card and i'll frame it in my house you know like so the desire to know him like that's going to take you further. That's actually like the key to every season of your relationship with him, like is the desire. Like, Lord, help me the day that I don't desire to know you more. Like yeah. the hunger for him and knowing that he's a man, his name is Jesus. Like he's a person that I can constantly get to know. Like there's so much about him. Like I said, different faces. Like, so you really can't go wrong. One thing I would say though is check what translation of Bible you yes, have. Yes, this is such a good story. Right? Yeah. Because if you... I'm pretty sure, I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure the Bible that I bought for this church camp was like King James. Yes, yes. My friend Allie, our friend yes. Allie. Oh, I love Allie. Same thing. She was like, guys, I'm so overwhelmed. I cannot understand a word yes, this is I saying. Remember her like, sharing what this. is going on? And finally, one of our friends was like, what translation are you reading? And it was King James, right. which is like, thus saith the Lord. You're, okay, he that saith point, unto himth. You're, <laughs> you're, like, oh you're fighting a battle you shouldn't have to fight. Like the word of God can already sometimes be confusing. Um, but like to have it in a language basically that you don't speak, like that's, yeah. that's hard. Um, so I would say check the translation. I always love to pray. Bef- what translation do you like? So I, I, have, I have like two Bibles that I like to go back and forth. One is the Passion Translation. Love. 
as a songwriter, it's like poetic. It like, I feel like it, it gets you in the feels, you know? Um, but then just for like my regs everyday regs, regs. Uh, is it's actually NRS fee, which is I think not as New common. revised standard version. There, wow. Didn't even know, but Love I think it. that I'm sounds sure. right to me. Uh, I have like a C.S. Lewis Bible, which is cool. So mm-hmm. it's like regular Bible, but it has like random quotes from him. But I think that's important to have it be like, you know, enough that I'm like, this is not totally conversational, but it's in a way I would say it. I can relate to it. I always like to pray before I read the word to like, cause, because prayer is re- again, relationship, like talking. Yeah. So it's like, again, if Olsen came up to me and said, mom, how can I get to know you? Like, I'm going to maybe be like, well, ask me this question or do this. And so it's like, he's already initiated the conversation. So for you to pray before, it's not just this like religious thing. It's like, God, show me in your word, show me how to read your word. Like Holy spirit, direct me into, because you had to have already heard from God to like have a relationship with Jesus. Right. Cause it takes faith to believe in a man that we've never personally met or seen. So like to already say like, I accept Jesus as my Lord and savior, the Holy Spirit has already spoken to you and already authored faith. So it's crazy to me when people are like, God doesn't still speak or whatever. It's like, well, he had to have spoken to you for you to feel yeah. the conviction to jump for in sure. to this relationship, right? So I don't think he stops at that point. It's like, let's continue like to keep going, you know? So uh, yeah, I talk to him about it, ask him. Um, and then like, if you want to get in the practicals, I th- I love starting in the gospels because it's yeah. like, I it, again, it's all about having this relationship with a real man who lived a really beautiful and crazy life. And if I want to know how to follow him, I need to know who he is, what he likes, what he what he did. Um, and so to read the Gospels, you're like immediately just immersed in the life of Jesus. And then then it's cool because that's the cornerstone of faith, but also the cornerstone of the word, because when you go back to the Old Testament, your note, you start to realize that everything's been leading up and building up and pointing to this man. And then you go after the gospels and it's all pointing back to this man. And it's pointing back to like what his resurrection means, where, what happened from the church from that. And then you get into revelation and it's no longer scary. And like end times doomsday, it's exciting and amazing because it's about that incredible loving man coming back for a bride. It's a love story at that point. It's not this like fear, like, you know, thing that sometimes people want to make it like this Mm -hmm. like you're gonna go to hell it's like no it's like there's a real man who's gonna come on the clouds and he's coming back for a bride that's desiring his return it's like a beautiful thing so it's all pointing back to this so the book of john is my favorite gospel is my son's name is john olson uh and i think john is just it's it's the one that you've you might have heard this but it starts with like in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was with god and it's like, wow, like we're starting at straight at the beginning. Yeah. It was about Jesus. It was from Jesus. It was for Jesus. And then from there, we're going to see who this man is. So, yeah, I'm like super passionate about that because I don't <laughs> I don't want it to be like this scary thing because it's like it's it's living, it's active and it's beautiful and it's not boring. And like that's, I think, what captivated me at that original camp when I finally opened the Bible on the beach and stopped playing in the sand was I think I actually flipped up into Psalms, which is another great one to start. Love very poetic and I'm reading this and I'm like I could have written this in my journal and probably not as good because I was like in eighth grade <laughs> uh but it's like laments and like sad things and real processes real and stuff. pain and then like but God you're faithful and like it's like oh I thought the Bible was like this old outdated thing but this is like 
the real stuff. I mean, this is honestly, yeah. if you read even the Old Testament, I'm like, why aren't more of these stories movies? Like these are crazy, crazy. epic stories. And like not PG-13. No. Not PG at all. No, like, not G. Like, Straight up like not G. R. Yeah. A bunch of them. Oh, yeah. Like, like I would be excited to produce something like that. Right? I Maybe I will. The Life of should. David, I really, it needs to be the most epic movie. Truly. That's it. Truly. And, and you and Russ both. I was going like, to say, the, one of the first like, pumped up Jesus conversations I remember having with Russ as we were talking about how we like both of you had prophetic words about that people were like you're, you have a heart of David yeah. and you're like people after God's heart and yeah. I'm obsessed with that and I echo everything you're saying of starting the gospels John's one of my favorites I also really like Luke because he was a doctor and so he was so fact loves Luke yeah. <laughs> so fact based he's yes. like here's the stats right John is hilarious to me because he's like the disciple that Jesus loved and he's talking about himself. I love it's it. It's so funny and narcissistic. It's, <laughs> uh, he's like the, whom the gospel. Whom he loved. Yeah, but to be fair, John's the only one who showed up at the cross. Yeah. He's the only one who didn't run and he's the one that he looked at and was like, his mother was there and he said, look at your son. This is your son and John, this is your yeah. mother. Like, look after wow. my mom and it's such a beautiful thing of like how much he actually did love John. It's not just John being like, he loves me the most. Well, and I think I'm like, I think about that. I'm like, man, to have ran with Jesus and to see, to have seen what he did and like what he accomplished. And then to describe yourself in the identity as the one that Jesus loves. Like, I'm like, I come on with it. I'll cry. Right. Like, I'm like, cause it's, it's really easy sometimes as a believer to then like you get saved by grace, you get saved by this this love encounter with Jesus. And then religion wants you to flip the script that now you have to earn something mm-hmm. that you've been freely given. I know I struggle with that. Preach. Um, Preach. And Preach. so to constantly remind yourself like, no, I'm the one that he loves. Like I'm the beloved. Like that is so different than like, I'm the one that did this for you or I'm the one that's like accomplishing this or I'm the one that even, even to me say, I'm the one that loves you. It's like, that's all true and i but like at the end of the day while i was yet a sinner and jesus died for me my identity before i got to choose anything about myself was i'm the one that he loves i'm loved i literally cannot with that it's true it's so true i'm gonna make my own coffee mug that's like the one whom jesus loves Like, I'm like, now I'm like convicting myself. I'm like, man, if I woke up every morning and was like, I need to remind, like, I need a coffee mug that says that. I am the one that he loves. Yeah. The end. The end. Like, so listener, whoever you are, you are the one that he loves. That's right. I like fully believe that. Yeah. And it's like, the cool thing is, is there's not like a striving thing in that. Like, it's not, I'm not saying you're the one that he loves when you do X, Y, and Z or when you accomplish X, Y, and Z or when you get to this place. It's like literally right now whether you believe it or not or even receive it like you're the one that he loves and especially if you're not worthy of it oh yeah like if you're like i'm not worthy of that none of us are no not a single one nope 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 you know like yeah yeah i love that i think starting the gospels is huge um psalms is amazing proverbs is incredible james is one of my favorite books i love proverbs is like one whole coffee book like and there's 31 so it's one for every day uh, the Proverbs, yeah. yeah. You can read a proverb every day, say the date and read it. But it's true. It's like the whole Old Testament points to Jesus and the New Testament is Jesus. And then all acts on is how to live knowing who Jesus is. Yep. And 
no one breaks it down like that. Everyone's like, let's open your Bible to page, you know? It's right, like, and you don't have the context. You're like, well, where, it's like, so where is this intense. coming from? Yeah, and, and you're like, this. it shouldn't be this difficult. And so anyway, that's the, the long and short of it. And if that's where you're trying to start, I always say, um, get a Jesus calling. Kaylee, I love that you said that because I was just thinking about how the fact in college you gave those out like they were candy. It was like, I, I feel like there's like 50 people I know that were like, Kaylee gave me a Jesus calling. And I'm like, yeah, she gives those everyone. Like, what a great thing to be known by, though. Like, I'm the girl that gives out Jesus well, calling. Because they were, I mean, love, love you, Sarah Young. Love it. It's, it's so, it's so good. like, it's so, it's so approachable. And what I love about it is it, it talks to you and it puts scripture in almost like a love letter, like what you're saying. And that's what I believe the Bible is. It's one big love letter. And and at the bottom, it has verses. And it's a great way to get familiar with a, your Bible. So you read the little tiny synopsis of the love letter. And then at the bottom, it's like James this and this and that, where it's getting its reference. And so you can go to your table of contents in your Bible and look up the scriptures it's referencing and it teaches you how to get familiar with your Bible, like what's Old Testament, what's New Testament. And you start to like realize that James is here and so Psalms is here. And when you open your Bible straight in the middle, it's typically Psalms and then there's Proverbs. And so you get familiar. Um, but like I said to our, our friend Allie, when she was like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed. I was like, I don't get to walk in your salon and know how to mix up the perfect blonde because I just decided I'm a hairdresser one day. Like, it's a learned skill. Like be patient with yourself mm -hmm. and you're never going to arrive with your relationship with God. Like you're never going to be like, well, I've done it. I have no. succeeded. I have mastered my relationship with God. I. It is always a work in progress, just like marriage. It's like, it's a daily relationship choice and you're never just like, just remove it off the table. If yes. like it's ever going to be enough or I've we've gone and ebbed and flowed on achieving God's love like I have personally as a three I'm like oh, yeah. I have to perform this way for God to love me and I had to remove myself from even church environments that were performative because I was like that was already a struggle of mine and I needed a place I needed someone who preached to me you are already enough yes and I already love you enough. And even if the church didn't preach that to me, like I should have been aware, but I just couldn't be in an environment that encouraged that behavior um, personally. And it's it's a journey. Like it's always a journey. Well, yeah, I mean, you said marriage. I think that's perfect. It's like, what would be the beauty of if I had gotten married to Stephen and I read a book that said, if you do two date nights a week, you have sex this many times, you do X, yeah. Y, and Z, this is what Then you will that. be blessed. And then I do this <laughs> formula and no longer is it out of a love relationship. It's out of like, well, I, this is, this is success. I did this and this and, oh, I'm so guilty. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. I'm so guilty of that. It's like, well, God, I did this and yeah. I prayed this prayer and therefore it should equate to this. But like, the second you do let that go, it becomes like this av adventure with like Jesus. And then it's like, you're, you're constantly like caught up and like, there's more to him. There's like, you're teaching me new things. You're, there's such a mystery of faith and all of it requires faith. I think I'm yeah. so obsessed with faith right now because I'm like, it sounds elementary, but like, I think sometimes along the way, as you grow in your relationship with God, you forget that it all requires faith. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, like you said, you're never going to grow out of having to like, trust something that you can't see and like and as you even grow quote unquote in your faith like 
it's going to take another step out to to have different encounters to like to to share the gospel whatever that looks like it's like all oh, that requires faith and yep. it's like it's a leap it's a risk and i want to encourage y'all to like be vulnerable with god and if there's something you're looking at like it was a miscarriage or the death of a family member or this and that you're like why did you let that happen like god why did you write that into my story and i just want to let you know like god is the author of life and not death so and good. so there's good and there's evil and i i watched a lot in my high school i grew up in there was a lot of death and there was a quote unquote curse on it and i at the time was like oh it's quote unquote and now i'm like oh curses are real and like you can speak life over something or death over something and it's so funny because people get so hung up on like cursing like swear words and there's a lot of people who don't say cuss words but will have no problem speaking a curse over something wow and meaning like agreeing with even even being like i'm a person i'm just always failing or i'm always have bad luck in relationships yeah or someone who never says a cuss word because they're a good quote-unquote christian but will be like look at a marriage and be like that marriage will never work whoa yep and i'm like okay so you actually do speak curses that's a curse like that kind that's of thing so real. Wow. but they'll be like well i don't cuss and i'm like god doesn't care about that <laughs> he cares like, about curses yeah like a cuss yeah. word well it, yeah the word says like power and the life, life and death life and death are in the power of the tongue so you're right if you're like speaking that life out, or death like right. choose and it's funny i have like a sidebar story i was in scotland one time and i <laughs> i was trying to not cuss because i was a missionary on this trip and um and i was like that is a big arse lock like talking about like because i was trying to not say a cuss word stop and there in scotland <laughs> arse is like significantly worse than the word i was trying not to say and there was a bunch of pastors That's in this hilarious. van and they were like oh, like the the air was just sucked out of the room <laughs> like i just dropped the f-bomb among amongst like a bunch of pastors Oops. and i was like oh this is when i learned that like curse words are not curse words wow like a, you speak a curse or you don't yeah Taking one more quick break to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, ButcherBox. Quality matters when it comes to meat. And with ButcherBox, you can have high quality meat delivered right to your door at an unbeatable price. What is not to love about that? No more having to search for the best free range organic grass fed meat at the grocery store. When ButcherBox sources from partners with the highest standards of quality, always delivering products you can trust. When you invest in high quality meat from ButcherBox, the benefits go way beyond great tasting meals. As a wife and mom, I'm conscious of making better choices when it comes to feeding my family. With no antibiotics or added hormones, I know I'm feeding my family the best grade of meat. We love to cook as a family. And this past week for dinner, we made the boneless pork loin chops from ButcherBox, which went perfectly with Russell's famous butternut squash recipe, which I'll have to share with you guys sometime. It's so good. I really love that ButcherBox offers both specially curated and custom boxes with high quality meats. Whether you choose to customize your own box or choose from one of theirs, you can't go wrong. You'll get exactly what you want shipped for free right to your home. ButcherBox is offering new members $20 off and free bacon with your first box. This offer is ending 11-21, so get this deal before it's gone. Sign up at ButcherBox.com CWK. That's ButcherBox.com CWK to get a free bacon and $20 off your first box. Now back to the show. I watched over and over families who like lost their family members turn against God because they were like, God did this, God did this. And like what you said, that was never God's intention for the planet. It was that it was life. 
we were never even meant to die in the first place. Exactly. And there's good and there's evil. And how many times I've watched people give up on God and turn towards, like it says the enemy came to steal, kill and destroy. God never came to do that. He came to give life and life abundant. And the number of times I've watched people turn their back on the one who didn't create death and turn towards the one who did because they were mad at God who never did what happened to yeah. them. Well, it's like, it's like what I was saying earlier with in my miscarriage, like typically exactly. I would have been like, why? What, you know, and, yeah. and, and honestly, I, I do believe that God does miracles. So truly, I mean, he could have, he could have stopped it. Right. He could mm-hmm. like, but that's the, that's the faith, right? I don't understand it. You could have stopped it, but you didn't. And yet when I invite you into this pain, you're so close. You yeah. are the comfort I need. You're the healing I need. You're the answer to what I need. And does it fix the problem? No, it's still like, I still have moments where that's a fresh wound. Like it's not putting this like bandaid of religion on it. Right. It's inviting a person like we're talking about. It's actually really funny. Cause it's like, we're talking about having a best friend that is in it with you. Yeah. And that's the same. It's the same. It's yeah. you're, you're in it with me. But the difference is, is that he has the power to like work everything together for good and yeah. it's like those are the the scriptures that i hate because it's now like plastered on like coffee mugs and like t-shirts and you're like <laughs> as i'm like i'm gonna put one of these on exactly the coffee mug. <laughs> exactly but it's like it's so much more than these cliche scriptures yeah. it's actually like real you know and i i now i'm gonna go on a quick my own side side note um you know this but i a couple of years ago i was running a nonprofit in dallas for at-risk inner city kids um literally changed my life not a job i ever expected to be doing And, you know, I learned so much from doing life with these kids. They completely changed my life. They changed my faith. I mean, I'm literally tearing up talking about them. I mean, the best gift of a job, like seeing the resilience of these children, seeing like these single moms working multiple jobs to show their kid, like, I love you. What can I do to give you a better life? Like these, these boys who are coming after school, who their parents don't speak English. So like they need help with their homework because who's going to be able to help them when they get home and they're coming and like sitting with a teacher to like, just learn, you know, to say a sentence, whatever, like, like that is hard. That is hard, hard, hard work. And very quickly, all my Christian platitudes of like, you know, whatever, just go out the window because you're seeing these real life situations where you're like, this is, this is not fair that my situation looks like this and yours looks like this. However, like with your grit and like, and truly the power of like Jesus in your life, like you're unstoppable. Like I'm no longer looking and feeling bad for you. I'm actually like, you are incredible. Mm -hmm. Like you are amazing. And so I say all that to say that like, it is, it's not this like thing that we can just kind of put a bandaid on stuff, but it's like doing real life with people and like being like, I don't have it figured out. You don't have it figured out even if our life looks the same, ours is a little bit more similar than me and the kids that I worked with, but like whatever, he's king over it all. He's Jesus to them. He's Jesus to me. Like I need a savior. You need a savior. This is messy. The Christian walk is messy. Doing life with people is messy. Like loving people that look different, live in different situations, like all that, it can get really uncomfortable and messy. I definitely have said the wrong things at times. Like we hurt each other and loved each other. And it was like, but at the end of the day, like Jesus was present in it all and like he gave grace for us to like learn. And so I think the idea of perfection for someone like me who can be a perfectionist has now been like thrown out the window of what it looks like in faith. And yeah. 
I'm so thankful for that because it's now freed me up to be like, I don't know, Jesus, help me, take me by the hand, lead me beside still waters, guide me to green pastures, like I need your help. But that's also like what we were saying of how it makes a quality friendship. Because if you have to keep up this illusion of perfection over your life, you don't get to be vulnerable with someone. So true. So if I was like, well, you think my life's perfect, I can't tell you what's actually going on. And I think this is our encouragement through this podcast is be vulnerable and it will not let you down. Yeah. Like with the with, with the right person. The right person. <laughs> yeah. Caveat. Pray for the right person. Yeah. Ask God to like bring someone into your life or highlight someone you already have. And a lot of times I think it, we as people pursue friendships that we consider above us to a, to climb something and it's not reciprocal and it's not a reciproc- reciprocal friendship and just forget it. Like, yeah. unless it's reciprocal, like that's what happened with us. So it's like, we had all these other friendships and we still do. We're not, so blessed by so many amazing, so many friends, incredible honestly. friends, but, but not all of them. Honestly, I had to weed through friendships of what is reciprocal and what's not. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's the sign of a healthy friendship that you care what they think. And, and you would, accept advice and criticism from them and you'd accept the criticism because you'd accept advice from them and because you know it's covered in love you know and that like that's the gift and it's it's cool because we're saying that about each other and then we're all i feel like that's also the theme of what we've been talking about with jesus right it's like right like there's this get real with your people and get real with him Mm -hmm. like and know that that's like that's where the growth happens yes in every way spiritually emotionally relationally yeah get real with your people and it's it, it doesn't end because like I'm sitting here, you know, we're going to wrap up this podcast, but like I'm looking at you across the table knowing that like two decades from now, three decades from now, like I truly fully believe that we will still be best friends. Like, yeah. So oh, I'm like, yeah. I get to be in this journey with you and we're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be like, who knows, like our sons could punch each other at one point. And we could be like, <laughs> what do we do with this? You know, but you deal with it and you <laughs> yeah. bring it, you bring it to light, you bring it to the Lord and, and you, you walk through it together. And that's like the beauty of life and community. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. You're a gift. You're a gift. I love Thanks you for so having much. me, Kels. I'm so proud me? of you. I'm so pumped for this podcast. You guys, I know you're listening, so you already know this, but this is a gift to the world. And I've been doing coffee with Kaylee, OG. <laughs> That's right, for like a decade and a half. A long time, but now I'm so pumped that other people get to be in on our little coffee dates. It's I very sweet. It. Well, you'll be back. I can't wait. I'm there. I love you. Thanks I for love being you. Here. How wonderful is that girl? Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled that she was here to come and do an episode that you guys got to listen in. And I just want you to know, I looked up Aaron's relationship to Moses since we recorded this episode, and he was in fact his brother, which makes perfect sense because Cammie feels like a sister. So I just wanted to thank you guys for listening in. Next week, we have our friend and UFC fighter, Michael Chandler, joining me for coffee. We will talk about purpose and drive and discipline from one of the most disciplined guys I know. He's such an incredible guy, and I can't wait for y'all to get to meet him. I'll talk to you guys next week.